Uh, welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Dead Idea of Ahala Podcast, a.k.a. Episode 21. For easier file naming. You know, maybe Season 2, Episode 1 would make more sense. But, uh, fuck it. Just fuck it. That's the Season 2 attitude. Just fuck it. Those are the words that are coming out of my mouth, which is the gateway to my internal organs. And, uh, it's exit only at this time. Thank you. And, uh, fuck it. Just fuck it. So, yeah, uh, I'm back. I don't know what you guys thought of, uh, the music podcast last week. Um, I liked it. I like talking about bands I'm in. Um, you haven't seen the last of it. That's either a, a threat or a promise, depending on your position. Um, you can read that as either, yeah, I haven't seen the last of it. Or, um, you haven't seen the last of it. You have some fucking nerve. Probably not that second thing. I think that, uh, if someone doesn't like it, they'll probably just be quiet. Just slink along to their little slimy corner of the internet and just, I didn't care for it. Who is this idiot and why does he think people care about the bands he was... This idiot is uh, Gary Butterfield. Gary Lewis Butterfield. Gary Lewis Butterfield Jr. That's right, Jr. Had the same name as my dad. Enabled him to theft my identity. That actually happened. Ran up a bunch of debt. Uh, under my name. If you're a, a scumbag in any way, don't name your kid the same thing as you. Or if you think you might become a scumbag. Um, the same way like the wolf man locks himself up in a jail cell at night during a full moon if you think that you might become a scumbag in like 10 to 15 years don't give your son the same name that you have um <clears throat> yeah so the, for those of uh, uh those of you who are just joining the podcast now this is a, a variety podcast it's called dead idea of a holla it is uh there's a talky bit and then a a musicy bit and then another talky bit it's between 20 and 30 minutes usually um, sometimes a little bit shorter, sometimes a little bit longer, sometimes a little bit wider, sometimes a little bit smaller. One thing that uh, is mostly non-topical. So if you're listening and you find that you like it, I think it's worth going back and listening to the old episodes because uh, it's not like I'm going to be talking about what Obama's chances are at uh, being the president or, or anything like that. It's just kind of about general enduring topics in life. Um, I just got back from a vacation. That's why I ran the music podcast and kind of had a, a little bit of time off. Um, I went back to Illinois, which is where I'm from, uh, DeKalb, Illinois, to be exact. Visited a lot of my friends and family. Uh, not a lot of my family, but um, you know, I, I mostly don't like my family. I, I have some some family I really like. I've talked a little bit about my relationship or, or non-relationship with my father on the podcast. Um, and there's been a lot of stress with aunts and uncles and everything for the, with some exceptions for the most part i just leave them out i have no ill will towards my cousins but we don't really hang out or anything now and they don't live in illinois um, i got to hang out with my friends though play a bunch of music with people i used to be in bands with that was a lot of fun it was you know there's got to be a word for the feeling where um one you know i got to do something that i thought i would never be able to do like i thought would be totally lost to history and secondly 
Um, you know, I've been feeling really homesick. I mean, I've talked a little bit about my adjustment to Portland um, and how that's been difficult. And I feel like I'm kind of hitting my stride a little bit. But on top of that, I'm kind of going back and, uh, you know, really missing something and then going back and finding out it doesn't exist the way you want it to. There's kind of a gift to that. You, we rented out this practice space in uh, in my hometown and we would play a lot of shows there. And I went there and there were a lot of people who I was able to see who I really missed and I really liked. And then there was this whole like next generation of like violent punk kids who were like hanging out and, and for some reason they all wore jean shorts and like they were getting up to play and one of them, one of the guys is like, Hey, who's got a box cutter? Who's got a knife? And, and I was Ugh. you know, it, I don't, I don't need to see anybody get stabbed. Like I didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. You know, I, I've, I've only been involved in, in one minor bit of violence in my life. I was punched. I'll, I'll tell that story real quick. I had recently, uh, my band had recently played a show, um, in another space in my, my hometown is late at night. And, uh, me and I'd say like nine of my friends, like a large group of people went to my apartment to kind of stoop sit. Like we just kind of hang out and the smoking kids would, would smoke and uh, everyone else would just kind of stare and and we would talk to each other at night outside in the summer it's nice being outside at night in the summer we were walking and uh walked past this uh two two dudes and a girl and they were having a fight of some kind and i didn't think anything of it and we we sat down on the porch and one of the dudes started walking over and he's all pissed and uh he's just like you know what'd you what'd you say what'd you say motherfuckers and uh it's like, what you y'all, uh, y'all alternative motherfuckers, y'all Nirvana listening motherfuckers, and this was, you know, I don't know, I was like 22 at the time, um, 21. Uh, so Kurt Cobain, long dead, you know, and it was it was years before they would reinvigorate the airwaves with "You Know You're Right," the uh, unreleased song that Courtney Love was somehow able to queef into existence through evil alchemy and and uh, money grubbingness. So it was real weird that they're calling calling us that, but he was just you know getting up on our face and everything, and we we're all just kind of like we didn't say anything, we didn't say anything. What the fuck are you talking about? We didn't say anything. And at some point, like I'm standing up, um, you know, and I'm not. He's kind of trying to chest bump me, you know, do that the male uh, chest bump thing, and I didn't really expect anything like that. And he just kind of punches me, I know we're like real hard in the face, knocks my glasses off, and. Uh, at the same time, another one had, like, punched one of my friends in the ear, too. It was, like, a coordinated assault. They had, like, this kind of hive mind. And, uh, I don't, like, it. it's real weird to think back on, because I'm not a violent person. I think fighting is stupid. A lot of people tried to fight me in high school, because uh, I'm a big fat guy, and they thought that, you know, we liked it, or, um, or just that, you know, if they could take me down, it'd be like climbing a mountain. And then they could tell their friends, they'd be like, you know that unpopular, sad, fat kid? I hit him. And that, that was going to somehow increase their standing. Like, people were going to be impressed by that. So so he punched me. And I didn't I didn't fight him back or anything. But I literally, you know, saw Red, like, lost control. Like, I don't remember the, the time, what's, what happened that much. And I was told later, and this sounds like an exaggeration because it's, it's very theatrical sounding, but it's true. Because I didn't really realize what I was saying. But I was told later that I just kept asking what was wrong with him. You know, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You know, because even then, like, the... It seemed like such a stupid response and such a waste of energy. And they ran off. And I called the police. It took him forever to get there. I live like two blocks from the police department. It took him forever to get there. And uh, they got there and took our report and everything. And then later, like a year later, my friend Rachel, um, 
who not uh, the Rachel has been on the Dino Cast, but my, another one of my friends, Rachel, told me that she had called the girl across the street a bitch uh, for, for no good reason. Just like, shut up, you bitch, to, for, for no good reason. And that's uh, that's why the guy came over and, and punched me and got all up in our faces. But I, I forgive. I forgive Rachel. It was kind of, it was also very movie-like to me at the time because after it happened, she she gave me a very, like, delicate kiss on the cheek. And, uh, you know, it just kind of seemingly out of nowhere, kind of where I'd been punched. But it was some kind of guilt thing. But uh, anyway, so, I was, yeah, I was back into Calb. Um, my, as I kind of talked a little bit, I had some, some of my family's been having kind of some health problems. Um, and everything is going well, which is awesome. So... Yeah, and I, uh, you know, like I said, I have that second part of the, the thing planned. This is actually, I, I scrapped the first draft of this. I had this whole thing where I was talking to all the, the various characters from season one, and they're all checking in. And it was it was stupid, man. <laughs> like, it did not work. It was not funny. The second half was fine. I'm going to keep that. But this first half, I'm, I'm re-recording. It was not funny. Um, so just rest assured, all your favorite characters will be back when I have written some material for them. And I'm not relying on myself to improvise. Um, you know, what would, uh, you know, Robert Moulet say if he was being welcomed back in the studio? Well, he'd probably talk about fucking Robert Moulet's funeral bouquets because that's all he talks about. So yeah, here's a, a song from the vaults. I'm going to keep it short because uh, this half of the podcast is long. This is a song from uh, The Master Wrench, which is uh, one of my solo albums I'm really proud of. Oh, yeah. Um, I put all the all the music stuff that I've been threatening to put up on the website. So if you go to www.deadideavahala.com, um, go to the music section, the brand new design, um, go there and you can download all the Metroids albums. If you like the music on the show, you're likely to find more of it there. And uh, yeah, here's a here's a song from that. as i mentioned in the first half of the show i don't really do topical uh things on this this podcast i don't talk about you know when obama killed dirty santa or when the winky links break got loose or you know uh when they instituted don't ask tell or what any of these things i don't really pay attention to the news i just i frankly i get pretty bored by it and i'm often the last person to hear about about stuff um but uh, you know, something did 
catch my consciousness. And that's, of course, the fact that as you're listening to this, it's the day after the supposed rapture. Um, the, the short answer is just some, some crazy person convinced some other people who are trusting and naive and or crazy that the rapture was going to happen. Uh, the rapture is when everyone gets beamed up to heaven who's a believer and everyone who is on earth is stuck as some kind of tribulation force and uh, must uh, fend for themselves and probably fight demons and there's probably lava. Um, there might be four horsemen and Johnny Cash probably does the soundtrack to it. And uh, But it's less cool than it sounds. So for kind of the big things I've talked about on the show, you know, every once in a while I'll kind of talk about something big. Um, one of them that I think is kind of weird that I haven't talked about is religion. Uh, because I have a very strong opinions on religion. And uh, unlike, you know, modern news, I don't feel like I'm out of the loop with it. I feel pretty entitled to my opinion. One of the reasons why I haven't brought it up is because it's such a sensitive subject. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm not religious at all. I'm, I'm a relatively staunch atheist. And I'm pretty, I'm fairly passionate about my belief. I'm very sure about my belief. I'm not evangelical about it. I'm not... Richard Dawkinsy about it. Like he's amusing sometimes in YouTube clips and I tried to read The God Delusion and I got, you know, two thirds of the way through it. And I'm like, man, you just keep making the same point over and over. Like it's a good point, but broaden your, your horizons a little bit. I have many friends, uh, you know, friends, coworkers, coworkers who happen to be friends, friends who happen to be coworkers who are religious in some, some way, shape or form, who I really respect. And I, I sometimes I have a hard time you know, keeping, keeping my, keeping in my pants as far as the, uh, you know, talking about things like that around them. And I don't mean to disrespect them. I really like them. You know, I don't think they're stupid. I don't think that they're, you know, I just disagree with them about this. You know, I think they're wrong in the same way that, you know, if they came up to me and told me that ska was the greatest art form that ever was, I'd still, I think they were wrong. You know, it's not like they're right for them. I think that's not true. You know, I think there's a universal truth. That's not it. But I am a complicated enough person to where I can like something about somebody and dislike something else. You know, there aren't that many deal breakers. Um, so I don't talk about that that much because, uh, because of my friends. But this kind of made me think about, think about religion. Um, the world didn't end. Uh, for those of you who are interested in spoilers about uh, the future and about human history, the world won't end. Um, I can let you know that right now. There's nothing supernatural or crazy that's going to happen to the world. Uh, people very well could kill each other. Um, that happens now. That will continue to happen. Um, there's that Einstein quote, the, I don't know how World War Three will be fought, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. I've always really liked that quote, um, and it's true. Um, we have this boundless imagination and energy for coming up with new ways to kill each other. Um, but the earth is going to be fine. The, uh, the pro tip that I thought of that leads me to believe that is it's a fucking planet. You know, we can kill each other. We can fuck up the earth until it's not sustainable for us, but it's not going anywhere. It's a fucking planet. You know, it'll, it'll probably, you know, if we, we were to kill every human on earth, like there would still be bacteria and cockroaches and et cetera, et cetera. You know, so don't, you know, you don't have to worry about the earth. Just worry about us screwing each other over. But there's not going to be any kind of supernatural thing that happens. I mean, you, you know, you, I don't believe in God and I don't believe in the rapture. And you can say, like, you can't prove a negative. But by that logic, like, wouldn't you have to believe in dragons and unicorns and 
the fresca fairies who make fresca magically carbonated after hours of being left open you know i mean there's there's just nothing there's no reason to think that that could happen and there's no reason not to think it well there's a lot you know that's such a that doesn't mean anything that's such a you know what kind of thing is that to say you can just you can literally say that about anything and you know the argument there's the argument that i just i haven't heard an argument that uh is it all convincing or that i can't refute you know, a lot of people believe in it, and a lot of people believed that the Earth was flat. You know, a lot of people believe a lot of things. That doesn't make it true, though. You know, I'm somebody who believes that there is, like, a such thing as, as truth. Um, that's not always a popular opinion. A lot, you know, it's very popular to, to think of there's just the truth for you. Um, you know, but I, th I think that there's, there's a truth. I think some things just are. And, and we're talking, you know, I'm not so small-minded as to confine this conversation to be about just the the old man and the the beard and who turns people into salt and and uh does does terrible terrible to, things to to people named job and isaac you know not the monster god i'm not just talking about monster god i'm also not just talking about magic god you know there's a popular idea that there's a god but you know all the miracles and stuff like that you know all the magnets and i guess that's an, that's an old joke sorry about that sorry internet um but all the uh all that stuff there's a, a opinion that you know, that's right now how God works. It's more of like a force or an energy and that kind of thing. And even then, like, I I think that most people who are at all have, you know, or at least a little bit intelligent, don't believe in monster God or magic God. They believe in other things that already exist, but they just want to call them God. You know, this is the argument I hear the most when, I, when I'm debating with people who are agnostic. Um, I don't I'm not really into agnosticism. I feel like it's kind of intellectually dishonest for something so big and as you know, it's such a an idea. You know, it's such a huge idea that I feel like you should have to grapple with, to kind of look at it and then shrug and say, I don't know, I can't figure it out. You know, and then just turn away like feels wrong to me. You know, I'm somebody who makes up his mind. You know, and I can change it. Like it's all mutable. You know, I can say like, you know, I know I'm not going to listen to ten reggae songs and not like any of them, and then say like, well, you know, maybe I like reggae. It's like, no, I, I fucking hate reggae. Reggae is bullshit. I hate that form of music. Does that mean that there could never be a reggae song that would change my mind? Of course not. And if I hear a reggae song that I really like, or if I hear 40 reggae songs I really like, maybe then I like reggae. I can change my mind. It's not set in stone, you know, but I do like, to, I do make decisions. But anyway, the argument that I hear a lot from people is that, you know, of course there's no old man with a white beard, but there is love and nature or just imagine like a force behind everything or sometimes you see a sunbeam coming in through the window shade and there are dust motes lazily drifting down to the carpet and you know you feel something about that 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 doesn't have to be god and if you can refute what i'm going to say next i mean you know there are about 60 people who listen to the show i'm really hoping to get more people to listen to it seriously if you can refute it i would love to have you know, the conversation with you. I'd love to have you email me and tell me your thoughts on this because I haven't heard anybody refute this well. So when you say that maybe God is love or maybe God is nature or maybe God is everything, my question in response to that would be why? Um, why does it, what does that add to the idea of God? How does that prove the existence of God? How does that support the existence of God? You know, if the idea being that, you know, your love for your significant other, your cat, or Fresca, if that is so strong that calling it love is not strong enough that you have to attribute, it has to be supernatural. 
Why? Like, why can't you redefine your definition of love to be that big? Why do you have to add this separate thing to it? You know, if you do that, if you say like, well, maybe, you know, God is just nature, then saying that doesn't say anything about God. It just says something about nature. You're not advancing any kind of thought. It's just empty speech. And you may feel very profound about it. What's wrong with feeling very profound about natural beauty or love or Fresca or Portal 2 or, or you know, anything like that? You know, what, what's wrong with that? Like, I, so I, my favorite author is Kurt Vonnegut. Kurt Vonnegut is the closest thing I have to a religion. I read all of those books in high school. It was the first author I really loved. I didn't know that people could write like that. I didn't know that people could mix pulp ideas and real truth about the human heart the way that he does. And it was a huge influence on me and everything, you know, that I do. I need to, I'm due for a reread of everything, but I've read all of his books multiple times. Had a really profound impact on me. Doesn't have to be religion though. Like it's not God. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It's just a human being, you know, who's really, really insightful and intelligent. And also, you know, who happened to be, be an atheist who, you know, had that impact on me. And those things, those words already exist. That, that kind of connection I felt, it was a connection to another human being. It doesn't have to be a soul or God or anything like that. It's just unnecessary. And that's what, you know, kind of drives me crazy about it. You know, the other reason I am, don't, don't believe in it is because a lot of the psychology behind it feels very transparent to me. Like I'm always suspicious of things that are, have really easy explanations. You know, if you think about, uh, you know, everybody wants, it's a very attractive idea to have a supernatural being looking after you that will, you know, answer your prayers, who cares about you. Because a lot of times you're stuck in situations where nobody cares about you, you know, or that the people who care about you are not powerful. You know, I recently had this, this family issue and, you know, somebody, the only family member of mine that I really give too much of a shit about, and that's not true, um, but I'm definitely who I'm closest to, you know, I very much, you know, almost lost, uh, lost her. And, um, you know, it wasn't about the idea of having somebody who cared about me, who had the power to change that was very attractive. You know, of course that's attractive, but not so attractive. I am, have too much in kind of intellectual integrity to believe something that doesn't make sense in, in, in order to get comfort. You know, that feels like the easy way out to me. And, and there's not, that doesn't mean that it even has to be like depressing or like a lack of faith. You know, there's this idea that atheists are, are uh, depressed or that they have no hope or anything like that. And that's not true. Like I, you know, it was a miracle of fucking modern science that, that saved, you know, my mom's life. Like, you know, they, she had open heart surgery. They literally opened her chest like a cabinet and stopped her heart so they could perform this procedure. That is a, you know, that's miraculous. It's not supernatural. It's science, you know, it's, it's human beings and it's progress and it's the human mind. Those things are great. I have a, you know, I'm profoundly impacted by those. You know, I feel very lucky to live during this time, but it has nothing to do. It doesn't have to be supernatural. It can be the human mind. It can be human compassion. But anyway, and that's really transparent. The idea of heaven and hell, which is they're getting increasingly less popular, but they're very transparent you know, wanting somebody who died to still be around or to be able to see them again. Of course you want that. So constructing like a belief that it could be, that makes sense, but it doesn't, it's not honest, you know, it doesn't feel honest. Or the idea that, I mean, I, I feel like that's mostly, 
in place to combat kind of the unfairness in the world. I have, by any real standards, a fucking amazing life. I, I've got a beautiful wife. You know, I make enough money to afford tons of creature comforts. You know, Thor was pretty good. Portal 2 was amazing. Um, you know, I got to see The Wire, the greatest artistic achievement in human history. You know, I have a good life. Um, and I think back to the people, the way things were before, where people maybe didn't have a good life. You know, somebody's born, they start working at age like 11, live with a toothache for, you know, 13 years, hoeing a field with a crooked stick, and then die. And the idea that if they're, you know, they're basically a good person, the idea that there'll be some kind of afterlife for them, of course that's incredibly, it's just such an easy sell and something that anyone would want to believe. You know, that's the way it should be, but there's just no reason to think that it is. There's so many things about the world that are not the way they should be that I do not expect that kind of fairness. You know, the world is not fair. You know, and specifically about um, this idea of, of the rapture, something that's kind of interesting about it, I mean, obviously the internet's gotten a hold of it, so it's full of, uh, you know, full of jokes. And, uh, you know, most of this I missed. You know, I made a, a joke about uh, just, you know, this, this being a, just a long list of, of fictional things that didn't happen today. I mean, the rapture didn't happen. Also, um, Frodo did not thrust the One Ring into the fiery maw of Mount Doom. Billy Pilgrim did not become unstuck in time. Ignatius Riley uh, did not have trouble with his valve. All those things did not happen the same way this did not happen. And uh, my friend Rachel had this kind of screed on... Well, not screed. I don't mean to dismiss it. It's something I actually kind of like. She kind of wrote this little essay about how she's sick of everyone making jokes about this because it's kind of serious and people should be mad. And, you know, the idea being that this guy is kind of duping uh, people and children into this kind of insanity. Um, it's kind of abuse. And I, I mostly agree with her. I don't think anything should be beyond humor. I mean, that's personally how I deal with, you know, how awful the world can be. But, you know, she's right. Like, it's just the, this, this person, you know, if you believe in this kind of thing without any kind of evidence, and if you pass that on, if you try to scare people or you teach children, that's a, that's a heinous act. You know, that's a kind of abuse, like telling a kid that, you know, the world is going to end tomorrow and if they don't do, you know, if they don't make a decision about something that you should spend your lifetime thinking about, you know, is, is clearly abuse and clearly awful. Um, kind of the reason why I did wasn't that affected by it, though, is just that it doesn't, you know, people are, one of the tragedies of, of parenting is that you can teach your kid whatever the fuck you want. And, uh, you know, not that I think there should be, like, parent domes or, like, parental guidance camps or anything, but... Jesus Christ, you know, you can teach your kid that God hates bags and you can teach your kid Barack Obama is a, a Muslim and he's, plan you know, and that Jews, like, control the money and you can teach your kid anything. You know, this isn't that different than that. It's a terrible fucking thing to do, though. And on the whole, I do not, you know, with a few exceptions of people who I really, really respect, I do not feel like religion is a positive force for the world by any means. Like, I feel like it is largely negative. And I'm not one of those, like, goony evangelical atheists, but, like... I would love to see an actual objective chart. Like, if there is in the world, if there is a God, and I die, the first thing I want to see before he sends me to hell, you know, for being basically a good person but not believing in magic, is a chart that is just kind of like the wins and losses of religion, like the good things and the bad things that have been done. You know, the kind of the way I imagine it is, is that it's, it's real neck and neck, or I'm like counting the, the hash marks on the side and then like you know I, I don't quite get to the end and he pulls like a chain or something like that and I 
take some kind of, you know, some kind of terrible double dare-esque slime slide to the fucking fiery afterlife. Dead Idea Bahala, your source for podcasts, music, comedy, rants, Macy Gray, smoothies, hobos, behendrahenen, and much, much more. Go to the website. Dead Idea Bahala. Come on, join me. Won't you join me? Join me in Bahala. Won't you join me? Come on, join me.